Hi, I'm Josh and welcome to the Wild Nature Photography Podcast, the podcast that talks the art and craft and today a book review of nature photography. It is the 15th, I think, of November 2023, it might be the 16th. Uh, don't have a calendar in front of me to check and I've kind of lost track of the days, but whatever. It's the middle of November 2023 and this is podcast number 84. Uh, I did check that before I started the podcast for a change. And as I said, the topic of today is going to be a book review. Specifically, it's going to be Scott Portelli's book on Antarctica. This is a book I ordered some time ago now and was waiting for me when I got back to Australia from my Finland and Greenland and Iceland trip recently. And I've now had the time to sit down and go through it. Spent some time with the book and I've got some some thoughts on it, which we'll get to in a moment. A couple of small news items, though, just to kick off with, I think. The first of which is I did my webinar for Ben Q on um, mastering uh, raw workflow with Adobe Lightroom. Uh, that went extremely well. Ben Q has now sent me a link to that. They've posted it on YouTube and uh, I've just posted a note about that on my blog. I'll put a link to it in the show notes as well in case you missed it and you want to tune in. Um, it runs about an hour. It's always tough with these webinars. There's only so much material you can force into a one hour's time space. And I always wonder, you know, would it be what I should include and what I should sort of just gloss over? Because an hour is not a lot of time to do a webinar. Uh, not when you're trying to do a deep dive under the hood of what the sliders are actually doing in Lightroom and talk a little bit about them and when I use them and why I use them and when you shouldn't, when you shouldn't and all that sort of thing. So it's difficult in an hour. So I got as much in as I could for the duration of the webinar. But having rewatched it myself again now, there's a few things I wish I'd included and then other things I perhaps wish I'd glossed over a bit more quickly. So it gave me some more time. But anyway, it was good. I enjoyed doing these. It was a lot of fun to do another one with Ben Q. We had great attendance. And as I said, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. The other news item I think that's of interest is uh, Sony related. Sony have announced their new camera with a global shutter. And this is obviously aimed at sports photographers for the upcoming 2024 Olympics. I think it's really interesting that we're finally seeing the era of global shutter, uh, where the sensor is reading out the entire, uh, reading the entire image at once. And what it really means at the end of the day is that if you're a sports shooter, you're not going to get any bow. Uh, in things like golf clubs or any straight lines that are moving. So it's kind of of interest to me as a nature photographer. Actually, what's more of interest to me, to be honest with you, is pre-record. The pre-record feature that Sony's included in that new camera, I think is fantastic. The ability to go at 120 frames per second is crazy, but then the ability to review it as a movie and pick out the frame that you want using pre-record as a nature photographer, that's gold. It means you're never going to miss the shot. So I really hope I'm going to see something similar to that in the Canon R1. In fact, I'm sure we are going to see it in the Canon R1 when that's announced either. I think we'll get a development announcement towards the end of December, probably with delivery, uh, a formal announcement early in the new year and then delivery probably March, April. Uh, most people, most pros getting them in time for the Olympics and then they'll sort of trickle out after that. There's still supply issues with a lot of lenses at the moment. I know Canon's got issues supplying the 100-300, the new 10-20. to No doubt there'll be supply issues on the new 200-800 um, as well. I think that just seems to be the way it goes at the moment with, uh, with uh, lenses. Well, not just lenses, actually, all photographic equipment. So anyway, let's come to the topic of the day, which is Scott Botelli's book on Antarctica. Now, if you don't know Scott Botelli, as I think I said in one of my other podcasts, he's an Australian-based photographer. 
he's primarily an underwater photographer, but he does call himself uh, a wildlife photographer as well. Uh, I've known and followed his work for a long, long time. Uh, I think he's one of Australia's most talented underwater photographers. I very, very much enjoy his underwater work. I think it's his strength, and I think that's going to show in this book on Antarctica. Now, I pre-ordered this uh, some time ago. It was $69.95, if I recall correctly, which I thought was a very, very fair price for what is a fairly reasonably sized coffee table book, hardcover with dust jacket, uh, on Antarctica. Now, I haven't measured the book dimensions, but it would be roughly 30 to 40 centimetres long by about 20 to 25 centimetres high, and it's probably about an inch thick. So it's a fairly sizable book, and $70 for that sort of hardcover book I think is a very fair price, especially considering that this is a limited edition book. There are only 250 of them, um, in the first edition at least, anyway. And that's include, that information is actually included at the back of the book, which is kind of unusual it's an unusual choice to put it there. Normally that sort of information will be found at the front of the book, but it does say first edition 2023, an edition release of 250. Mine is number 28 of 250, which is uh, hand handwritten. And Scott has also actually written a dedication in the front of the book for me as well, which was very nice. Uh, Joshua, I hope you're enjoying my book. Thanks as always, inspiring us with your beautiful work. I look forward to some adventures together in the future, Scott Botelli. So I think that's a really nice uh, little touch when he's taken the time to do that. As you know, if you've listened to my earlier podcasts, I love a hardcover book with a dust jacket. It's a very traditional presentation. This feels very traditional. It's an all-white dust jacket with a black and white image of uh, what I think is a Weddell seal. Uh, I actually remember seeing this image in print at the Australian Professional Photography Awards quite some years ago now, probably, gosh, six, seven, or maybe even more years ago now. And it was a beautiful print then, and I still think it looks great now, uh, especially uh, the way it's presented on the cover with the black Antarctica writing and Scott's name underneath also in black. So on the inside of the dust jacket, we've got a little bit about um, the book itself, uh, the fact that it's a combination of Scott's experiences um, and his expression of Antarctica. And then we get into the actual um, forward. Forward's by Greg Mortimer. Um, I haven't actually taken the time to read the forward. But then we're straight into the book and the images. There's not a lot of text um, throughout this book. There is some uh, here and there, but there's not a lot. Primarily, it's the photographs. And it is a mix straight away. Let's just talk about the presentation, actually. It's a mix of both full-bleed images... Um, and images that are constrained by a white border. Uh, my preference always being the latter, just because I don't like the way my eye runs off the page. I think I say that every time I do a book review, but it's something I feel strongly about. Uh, it just resonates with me when an image is presented with a constrained white border. I'm going to get to the print quality. I feel that the layout in this book, um, for me, is a little bit all over the place. I, I It doesn't work for me very well. Uh, the reason I say that is some of the images are presented on what is not a white background. So they're presented on either a very dark blue background uh, in some cases. Um, and that seems to be fairly random throughout the book. Some of the darker images particularly are presented this way where the image is blue page and then the image is presented on that page. So you see the instead of being constrained by a white border, it's constrained by a blue border. And I just don't like that. It doesn't work for me personally. Uh, my preference is to have the white border. It's much cleaner. Uh, it doesn't have a color cast to it. Uh, and I just think it, it works better. The 
there's not a lot of caption information in this book. Uh, basically, if you, I'm looking at an image of a whale now on page 102, and you get some text that simply says a humpback whale tuberculis. Uh, there's no other text included. There's no other metadata information. And that's fine. Uh, I think all photographers do that differently. Some want to include more information, others don't. Uh, as a photographer, I always like to see it. Uh, I like to know what equipment was used and when it was shot and how it was shot, just because it makes it very uh, informative and, and can make it a very good reference as well and a very good learning tool. I've spoken a lot about books in the past as great learning tools, and I still believe that they really are a fantastic way to learn. So as I said, there's not a lot of text throughout this book. Um, I find the choice of font to be okay. Uh, the heading font is quite a cursive font for the text pages. That doesn't really work for me, but again, it's just a personal preference. Uh, not a not a big deal, not a deal breaker at, at all. I think what we need to do, I've said that I don't really, I'm not a fan of the layout and that's true. But again, layout, very much a personal preference. This just feels a little bit all over the place to me with the some images that are full bleed, some images that are not full bleed. Then you've got on some pages, you've got images that are sort of tucked hard up against the right-hand side or hard up against the left-hand side edge. Uh, and the grouping of images, I feel, doesn't work particularly well. Uh, some pages are good. Uh, other pages, I feel, not so much. Um, and I think the grouping of images, the left and right page spreads, is really, really important to the, to the flow of a book. And for me, this just doesn't flow that well. So let's talk about print quality. Um yeah, the print quality is really where this book is being let down. And this is no reflection on Scott's work whatsoever because I've seen his prints in real life uh, and they're beautiful. His work is, I've seen his work online and it's fantastic. But the print quality in this book, I feel really lets it down. A lot of the images are quite muddy and overly dark. They lack contrast. Uh, certainly the whites lack punch. Uh, and I feel like there really isn't uh, a good contrast ratio here. The choice of paper is fine. It's a semi-gloss, it's a fairly standard semi-gloss paper. Now, I don't know who printed this book. I've gone through it from back to front several times trying to see where it was printed, but there's absolutely no information to tell me where this was printed. I can't even tell you if this was actually printed in Australia or not. There's nothing on the inside of the dust jacket uh, to tell me where this was printed or who printed it. So all I can say is being a small edition, this feels to me like it's been, and judging from the print quality, that this feels to me like it's been done digitally. Uh, this is not offset printing, and I think it shows. Uh, this has not been done, whoever has printed this, I believe, has probably done the best job they can with the equipment they were using, but that equipment is just letting down these prints. Antarctica is a place that the print just needs to be perfect. The quality needs to be perfect and it needs to sparkle and it needs to shine. Uh, that's the way the place is. You know, I've been there countless times now and I know exactly the feeling that it evokes in me. And I don't get that feeling when I look at Scott's photographs because that sparkle is missing from the print quality. And unfortunately, that just means the prints feel very flat in the book. Uh, and they just they just don't leap off the page like images from Antarctica should. Uh, and I'm not just talking about the bright ones in sunshine, but I'm also talking about the moody ones as well, because even the moody images of Antarctica, uh, and I'm looking at some beautiful images here of a glacier face. Uh, this is on page 186. It's Paradise Bay. I know this location very well. I know how it looks in this sort of weather, overcast weather. And 
the whites in the clouds and the whites in the ice just don't glow like they should in these prints. And it is possible to do it in print because I've printed Antarctic, many Antarctic images myself. So this is, again, this is not a reflection on Scott at all. I, I think, you know, um, the images themselves, putting print quality aside, are fantastic. They're, they're very, some very, very nice photographs in here. I really feel that the strongest images are the underwater images. I think that's where Scott really shines. That's his area of expertise, if you like. Uh, the leopard seal under the iceberg on page 180, for example, is a superb image. And what a shame it's just printed a little dark uh, and a little muddy. The tonalities uh, are just not very clean and they just are a bit too muddy for me. It really brings down the book quite a bit. Uh, and it's unfortunate because, as I say, I'm a big fan of Scott's work and I think this could have been printed better. Uh, I don't know whether Scott got to see the books um, or do or test prints. Again, the image on 100, page 159 of the Chinstrap Penguin, it's a portrait image. Overall, it's very, very dark. Uh, I would say, look, it's close to a full stop underexposed in this print. And again, I think that's just a reflection of the printer uh, and the technology that was used here. I'm almost certain this was uh, done with laser. It could have been done with an indigo, uh, but uh, having done books with indigo myself, if this was done with indigo, I think it was done quite poorly, but I think it's probably been done with laser. Uh, and laser just really isn't up to producing and getting the best out of this sort of these sort of photographs, particularly Antarctica. Antarctica is a very difficult place to print images from because the whites are so clean and pure, and because they need to sparkle, um, and because you need that strong contrast ratio to bring depth to the images. And it's a very easy to end up with muddy images, and that's what's happened here. So I'm not going to rant too much about this print quality. Just suffice to say again that. Really, it's not a reflection on the photographs themselves. The photographs are beautiful. I, I like them a lot. I love the moody image of the iceberg on page 142. You know, that's that's my style of work. I think it's beautiful. I love the underwater images. I just don't like the print quality. Uh, and I feel that lets down the book quite a lot. Um, the choice of, of uh, layout also doesn't work for me. But again, that's just a personal preference. So my thoughts on this book are a bit of a mixed bag, really. I'm uh, In many ways, I... I looked forward to this book because I was a fan of Scott's work and still am. Um, but I just feel that it could have been – his work is not well represented here uh, and could have been better represented through the quality of the print. The image on page 93 of a leopard seal beneath the surface – this is another leopard seal image. Again, beautiful image but very cloudy and muddy in the print and really just – it could have been so much better. And that would have really elevated this book a lot. I feel. So that's my, my thoughts kind of on, on this book. Um, I I'm, I struggle to rate this book because I do like Scott's work. I, I think he's a very fine photographer, but the print quality really lets this book down. So I, I think three stars is where it's at for me with this book. Uh, if you're interested in Antarctica uh, and particularly underwater work, I would encourage you to have a look at this book. I don't know if it's sold out at this point in time. There were only 250 in this first edition. But uh, if you can get your hands on a copy um, because you're interested in underwater photography, particularly Antarctica uh, or um, polar underwater photography, I think it's well worth picking up a copy. Um, but just be prepared that the print quality isn't everything it could have been, uh, unfortunately. But other than that, I think the book is very nice. The choice of... of uh, um, 
Sizing for the book is very comfortable to sit with and read. It is section sewn, which is great. And as I said, it is a hardcover with a dust jacket. That's all been very, very nicely done. Um, top marks to Scott for, for those things. Just the print quality letting it down, I'm afraid. But otherwise, I think it's a very nice reference book. Uh, again, I wish a little more information had been included about the photographs and what equipment was used to take them and, and where they were taken, uh, because I think that's always very interesting as well. But uh, it is what it is as they say, and I am still quite pleased with this book. I am glad that I have it in my collection. It's the only one of Scott's books that I do have in my collection. I should actually look if he's done more. I'm actually not sure if he's done more than one book or not. But uh, as I said, I think this one is worth picking up if you're into underwater photography in the polar regions. Uh, just be on the lookout for the print quality, not being everything it perhaps could have been. So I think that's that's it for my review on Scott Portelli's book on Antarctica. Uh as I said, I don't want to sound overly critical of it. I'm not. Uh, I like his work. Big fan. Just don't like the print quality in this book, and uh, wish it had been wish it had been better. So it will find a home in my library. Um, I'm actually going to be heading down to Antarctica myself in what is it now? Today is somewhere around the middle of November. So in about three weeks. Um, which means the clock is really starting to count down now on all the things I need to get done around around the house and office before I leave for Antarctica because once I get down to Antarctica, I'm going to be offline for the better part of two weeks uh, while I'm on the peninsula. And then I'm coming back and having a few days at Easter Island for a scouting trip before I come back to Australia. I'm only going to have a few days in Australia before I leave for Mongolia and my palace cat trip. So it's going to be a very, very tight schedule for me going forward. Um, so I have a lot to do that I need to get done around here before I before I leave for Antarctica. I will do some more podcasting before I go. There's a few other things I want to do. I want to do a big update on workshops, what's happening in 2024, 2025. Um, I'm even starting to look forward now into 2026 as well, uh, because believe it or not, 2024 is breathing down our necks and we'll be into it before we know it. So uh, I want to do a little bit more talking about that. I want to talk a little bit more about equipment as well. I think it's a very interesting time with lenses. There's some fantastic lenses uh, coming out uh, that I know about. And uh, I think that's also going to be interesting to talk about as well. So as always, it's uh, it's a busy time. Uh, but I wanted to squeeze in this, this podcast on Scott Botelli's book on Antarctica. I still have the Bird Photographer of the Year, I think it's the Volume 8, the new one, uh, to sit down and do a book review of as well. And I'm still waiting on Vincent Munier's new retrospective, Munier, as well. Uh, I plan to do book reviews on both of those as well. Uh, looking forward particularly to um, Vincent Munier's book. Uh, I, I really am a huge fan of his and, and all his other books have been fantastic. So look forward to that. Uh, when that comes out. So I think that's about it for today. Can, we can wrap it up there. I'm Josh. It has been somewhere around the middle of November 2023, podcast number 84. Look forward to seeing you out in the field. Take care.